So I'm Caitlin and this is little Keelan Gary. I'm Corbin. And we did um, Charlene's Relax Into Birth course. Um, we started a little later than, than we'd wanted to, so we had to catch up on our episodes. Um, and luckily we made it through the course before Keelan was born. Um, and the reason we started the course was we wanted to do the course in person with Charlene, obviously. But um, due to COVID, everything changed and the world became a very different place. And we found out that Charlene had the online course. And so that was obviously the best thing that we could do. And we, we felt, I can't really explain it, but we felt that it was the right thing for us. We'd gone, you know, you do your homework and you find all these different things. And Charlene just seemed to speak to us. It seems to work. So we started the Relax Into Birth course together. Um, and I'll admit we were kind of bad. We were like, we're going to do it this night every time. And we didn't, it didn't always happen that way. Um, but the times we did do it, we enjoyed it, hey? Mm. We eventually set times when we're like, okay, maybe we're going to relax and just do it in the bath and listen to the affirmations. And that's, it turned out to work, it worked out pretty well in the end. Um, yeah. We just sat there taking in all the information that was on the course and it proved to be a good environment for it. Yeah. yeah, it was really nice. We just both relaxed in the bath together. We had candles going. So we almost created like the birthing environment when we were doing the course, <coughs> which was which was actually really nice for us. And I think in a way it helped us remember the stuff from the course <laughs> because you put yourself in your happy place, I guess. Um, yeah, so we both through the course and we were really excited about all the massage techniques I was. And I went and found all the little tools online and I was so excited for them to arrive. And then baby came three weeks early, so they arrived after he was born. <laughs> um, so Dila Dad uh, did the best he could uh, with hand massage and everything, which was amazing um, mm. for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we did the course and then we had it, we just finished. We just finished a couple of days before Kian was born. And um, we were kind of just going through some of the daily affirmations. Mommy was going through and reminding myself of all the you know little things to say to myself and doing a little bit of meditation. And that when I had a gap or I felt really tired, then I'd do that and make me feel better. Um, and yeah, then we, we had to go for COVID testing because that's part of the world we live in now. And it's normally two weeks before baby's born. But in this instance, we had kind of been in lockdown anyway. Um, I've been overly cautious, I suppose, because you just really don't have any facts and knowledge. So we'd only stayed at home. We'd had groceries delivered to the house. We hadn't been anywhere. And I went to my doctor's appointment with our gynae um, at Constantiaberg. And she said to me, oh, you know what, you guys are such a low risk because you go nowhere. We can do it today if you want. And I said, no, Corbin's in the car. Let's do it today. That's fine. We didn't think anything of it. Mm. Um, yeah. So we went for our COVID test. You know, you kind of just... We just we were going through the motions. I didn't even worry. I worried more about I worried more about <laughs> doing my pregnancy test in the bathroom than I did about the COVID test. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of days later, the doctor phoned and she just said to us, "You know, are you together?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah. I'll go get Corbin." Still didn't think anything. And went downstairs and she said, "So your test, Caitlin, was inconclusive. So we've run it again, and you're negative. But Corbin, I'm really sorry." you're positive. Mm. And sort of, it floored us, to be honest. It, it really threw us. And we didn't, we couldn't figure out how or where or why he was completely asymptomatic. But I think in a time where heading towards your birth and you have this expectation 
and you've done all this planning and you've tried to get everything that you, you know, your head around everything, COVID adds a whole other layer that you just don't really know how to cope with. And I'll be honest in saying that the relaxance of birth course is what kept me personally grounded because I was just like, okay, I know I can do this. I know my body can do this. And it was really hard because I kept going back to, he's not going to be there. He's not going to be there. You know, and we already knew that we could only have our gynae. We knew we couldn't have Charlene in person or, you know, a doula. We couldn't have our own midwife there because of the situation we're in. So Corbin was really my, my everything, you know, and then he may not have been able to be there. And I, I'll be honest, it was, it was really, really hard. Um, and we just kept saying, I kept saying to, to Keelan and my tummy, you've got to stay. You've got to stay in there. You've got to stay in there. Be a good boy. Two weeks. Uh, yeah, just two weeks. You've got to stay there for two weeks and the daddy's going to test negative and then we're going to go to the hospital and everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. And I did start, because in the beginning of our birth journey, I'd sort of wanted to do a home birth as well. And I considered mm -hmm. it, but we live in Cormacchi and it felt quite far away from anywhere if anything did go wrong. And everybody has an opinion when you're pregnant. Everybody has an opinion when you have a child. And, you know, the doctors say this and the doctors say that and the family says this. And there's all these different differentiating opinions. And home birthing started to sound really scary. And it started to sound like, you know, if something went wrong, then what? And, yeah, pregnant mommy that you're, mm. you know, daddy as well first time yeah it's all yeah first time you don't know what to expect mm. so we just decided no hospital was hospital was safest even though COVID is scary because now you don't want to go to hospital um and so now Corbin was positive and then then I really started to go okay we have to have a home birth so now we have to sort of backtrack really fast we've got two weeks before this baby comes we're gonna do a home birth what do we do and I contacted um couple of midwives and I was starting to make my way towards home birth now you know we'd we'd started there anyway and sort of been directed away from it and this had kind of gone you know and changed our minds and gone maybe you know hospital wasn't the right decision so we started to work towards a home birthing plan um but planning for childbirth is not planning at all <laughs> you kind of just got to look at all the scenarios and make your make your way to understanding that whatever happens you can only do what you can do. And if you equip yourself and your mind with the ability that I can do this, which is what the course taught us, I can do this. My body was built for this. And I just kept reminding myself of that. Everything else, everything else is on the fringes. Anything mm -hmm. can happen. And you don't get to choose what happens either. Um, and with that, it was a stormy night and Corbs had gone into quarantine. So we wore masks, we wore a visor, we had no physical contact, we kept social distancing by like 10 meters away, we moved his office outside, we had no contact during the day, I was running around heavily pregnant, cooking separate <laughs> meals, wearing gloves to clean dishes, it gets ridiculous. But the more ridiculous it gets, you know, you also go back in your mind, if something happens, well, I blame myself, and I would. So I knew I was doing all I could, and he was doing all he could, and we just kept telling our little bean, you've got to stay inside, you've got to stay inside. And it was a stormy night. I was lying in bed. I was dreaming. I was dreaming that I was at a bar having a glass of wine with my mom. And the next thing, I felt this pop in the dream. And I woke up, and I, that was my water breaking. And someone said to me that you sometimes can feel it or not feel it, and it can feel like this pop. And that's what it was. In the dream, it was like a cork popping. And then I woke up, and I went, oh, my goodness, was that my water breaking? And I thought, no, no, it's not. And then I thought, I've peed myself. <laughs> 
I really did think that that's what had happened. I'm like, no, no, he can't be coming now. He's too early. Definitely too early. He's three weeks early now. Um, you know, definitely too early. It's, it's not that. So I went to the bathroom. Corbs was quarantining in a bedroom downstairs. So he wasn't there. And I waited and waited. And it was about 30 minutes. And I changed my, my pajamas and everything else. And I thought, okay, no, I think I need to tell him. Pretty sure this is my water breaking. This is light pinky fluid. I'm, I think this is it. But I don't know because you're a first time mom mm-hmm. and you, you don't know. Um, and I was really trying to convince myself that I just lost bladder control because we had to wait until Corbin tested negative. <laughs> um, and eventually I called Corbs and he came upstairs and he said, no, I'm sure that's your water's broken. I said, yeah, I think so. Uh, but I had no contractions. So Corbs was pretty tired and he's like, well, I think I'm going to go back to bed. I said, yeah, no, me too. <laughs> wait until they have some contractions. Yeah, just see if, just see if the contractions are. I said, oh, okay, yeah, fine. So I lay back down in bed and I lay there and I could feel the baby moving. I was like, okay, he's moving. So everything's fine. And um, I thought, you know, this might be it. So I'm going to grab my laptop quickly and I've got some work to finish and I need to let some of my clients and that know I'm a graphic designer. So I work for myself from home, Forbes is a computer programmer. And um, so we both work online all the time. And I just thought I better let everybody know that I might, I might be having a baby today. So I should just tell them quickly. So I'm there mm. lying in bed in my pregnancy pillow. And, oh, oh, I think that's a contraction. Corpse. And I called him and I said, mm. like, I, think, I think that was one. And it was really light and nothing to worry about, I didn't think. And then we started to time them. And it was, you know, 15 minutes, 10 minutes. I was just lying there. And then I finished my work, <laughs> as one does when you're in labor. And I just kept breathing and reminding myself, I can do this. Everything's fine. And... Corbs came upstairs and he's sort of keeping social distance still with masks and visors. It's a bit ridiculous, but he did. And he's saying to me, now I remember, I remember what Charlene said, you know, and we're going through all the motions and we're remembering <laughs> things. And he's saying, okay, how far apart are they? Can I massage your back yet? Do you need me to do anything? <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. So he starts getting ready and they said, okay, I think you can call my mom because my mom lives here with us in the flat. And he went to call my mom and I said to mom, okay, I think it's time to go. And we packed my bags, my mom, was convinced that this child was going to be early and bags better be packed. So they were packed, thankfully. Um, and then I got a really strong contraction. And I said, okay, guys, time to go. Mm-hmm. So Corbs got the <clears throat> car ready and it's still pouring with rain and thunder and lightning, you name it. It was really a very intense evening <laughs> or early morning. So I went into labor. It was one o'clock in the morning, my water broke. And by four o'clock, that contraction started. So it was quite a quite a window actually well I thought so um and then by 6 30 that's when we said okay they're like 10 minutes apart we should probably start looking and getting towards the hospital because it's getting more intense for me then it was five minutes apart by the time we got to the car I had the urge to push so we climbed in the car and um off we sort of went but Corbin's trying to be very careful my mom's saying Corbin keep your eye on the road you know drive carefully drive slowly and it's pouring with rain our car to that is not fun on a sunny day, um, certainly not fun when it's hullabaloo out there. So we're going down the highway, we get on the M3, and I said, how far are we, or where are we? And I'm holding on, my mom's in the back of me, and I'm holding on to the handles on the car. And I said, I want to push so bad. And I really wanted to push. And Corbin's saying, just breathe, you can breathe through it, no pushing. I'm not going to push, I promise I won't. But I really wanted to, boy. And we got to the hospital, and that's, honestly, I wasn't thinking about anything except, uh, you know, this baby's got to come and I've got to, I've got to stay calm. But I, I really want to push now, so I've got to get to a place where I'm allowed to push. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, I don't want to have the baby in the car park at the hospital. So Corbs went inside um, and, he, and he went to emergency and knocked on the door and said, my wife's in labor. And um, we were all still wearing masks and all this strange stuff. And thankfully my mom was there and she went to park the car. And they said, just the patient. So it was just mm-hmm. me. Um, and I didn't see Corbs again. I was in a wheelchair, I signed in and off you go. And I don't, I remember the young lady was very kind. I don't remember her face. She wheeled me upstairs. Afterwards, I was told she was scared I was going to have the baby in the lift with her. And she didn't know what to do. because She's just the porter. He's going to take me <laughs> upstairs. And she was scared this lady's going to have this baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't remember anything. I just remember holding onto the handles and reminding myself, not yet, it's going to be okay. You know, and, and just telling myself, my cervix is opening slowly. It's slowly. It's not going too fast because I've got to get upstairs. I've got to get upstairs. And I didn't know where Corbin was. In the back of my mind, it's always where, where's Corbin, where's Corbin? And he wasn't allowed to come in with me. And because he tested positive, I didn't know whether they were going to hazmat him up and let him in or not. No one can give you answers beforehand and certainly not now. Um, and I just kept hoping he would appear. <laughs> Um, and I went upstairs and the, the midwife on duty, her name was Liz. She was unbelievably incredible. That lady, I owe, my whole birth story changed because of her, really. She changed the whole environment and she was just so supportive. Um, and she checked and she said, I think you're 10 centimeters dilated. It's go time. And I was, what? Mm-hmm. So in the hospital bed and off we go to the birthing room. And I mean, I had a little bag ready. I had my candles, my battery candles. We had music we'd chosen. Corpse had put mm. together a, a playlist. Playlist, yeah. Um, we had all the bells and whistles that stayed in the bag the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then um, Corpse appeared and he was, he had a mask, he had a cloth mask on already and then he had another mask over that and he had this plastic stuff on and gloves and the whole thing toot. So I just assumed that the hospital was happy with him being there and that allowed him to come in, which made me very happy. And everyone that was around me anyway had masks and gloves and the whole, you know, they were all in PPE. So I didn't ask any questions, mm-hmm. but he was there and I needed him and I really needed him. And in the course, Jolene mentions having something to grab. Um, and before I left the house, I grabbed a little stone. I had this, what's called a worry stone. It's made from um, like a, can't think of the name of the crystal, but it's, it's, you know, made from a precious stone and you sort of press your thumb in it. And I had that with me and I kept pressing that in my hand as my distraction. So that really helped a lot because I didn't know about that before. And I kept pressing that. And then I had Corbin next to me and he was there and Corbin just kept the space. He held the space for us, mm. for both of us. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the, the relaxant to birth course actually helps prepare uh, for the, quite well in terms of what to expect. I mean, for me, it was the first time this was happening to me and I wasn't exactly aware of what everything was going to, what was going to happen. And I think Charlene prepared a lot of that for us, um, especially just in terms of making sure that your wife is okay and just reminding her of the affirmations and just just keeping her calm. Even though Kate made sure that the whole hospital knew that he was arriving. Um, just keep her calm and hold space. <laughs> yeah, my favorite was Corp kept saying to me, what sound is your cervix going to make? <laughs> <laughs> Which is from the course as well. And he's like, he said, so I said to him afterwards, did I roar? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but it was, it is amazing. And I think, I think the, the biggest thing for us was even though, you know, the situation was quite tense and our doctor arrived and she was quite tense because she saw Corbin there. Mm. I understand, like I said, why, because she knew that Corbin had tested positive and we'd put all of those wonderful people at risk, which honestly didn't occur to us because you're in this scenario. I'm screaming blue murder. I want this baby's got to come out now. He's coming. He's coming. Corbs can hear me. He's trying to keep me calm and hold space for us. And to be honest with you, until you're there, yeah. you, you don't know what you, how you're going to react. And in retrospect, you know, we, we wouldn't have... To me, it, Corbs it was, just walked in. Yeah, oh, it, it was the last thing on my mind. I just wanted to be there, be with my wife and make sure she knew I was there holding her hand and keeping her company at least through this process. And yeah, being tested and positive was just like the last thing at the back of my mind. And then the doctor walks in and then she starts giving it, making the, the, the room a little bit more uncomfortable than it should be. And I mean, I asked to speak to her outside and said, listen, let's do a test now. I want to clear the air around me being positive. I'm, I'm Barely hundred hundred percent sure that I'm not going to test positive now. Let's just go into this, trying to make sure that there's no issues regarding this. And I think the hospital was a little bit of a, it was a transition phase, but for the hospital yeah. because we were the first um, couple to actually walk in there, and one of us was positive, kind of thing. So they didn't know what to do in this situation, even though they had probably spoken about it and yeah. said, in this situation, this is what you need to do. And now it's actually practical, and now they need to apply whatever they had spoken about. And so, yeah, I think it was just a bit of a, a shock for them as well to actually apply all of it, everything that they had spoken about. Yeah. Um, so now, yeah, so eventually um, I convinced the doctor to just let us come in. I'll wear my PPP, PPE. And, and then Liz also, she helped a lot, um, the nurse. She, she, yeah. Calmed, yeah, she, she calmed the situation down quite a bit. And just let everyone know that, listen, the reason we're here is not actually regarding any of us. It's because we, we're here to bring a new life into this world. Yeah, um, I think she just, she reminded everybody that in this very tense scenario, we, we were focused on, and it's true, the risk that we put them all at, because I understand they're risking their lives and yeah. we risk their lives by, by coming into the hospital without thinking about the fact that Corbin was positive. We didn't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but the hospital, I think, in fairness, dealt with it really well. Yeah. Once, once the scenario was there and everything had been said and done, um, the priority became Keelan and I. Yeah. And um, Liz, Liz helped greatly with that, the midwife. She just, she held the space and she, she turned around at one point, I think, and she, I can't remember exactly. I, I know that there was an uncomfortable scenario unfolding. I can't remember what was said because boy, oh boy, I just wanted to roll over the ball, lie on my side, put my legs in the air. I didn't care what anybody was telling anybody else to do. I needed him. And I needed him now. <laughs> and that was it. And um, I do remember Liz um, sitting around and saying, we need to keep this space positive for this mommy and this baby. And from that point onwards, that's exactly what it was. It was mm -hmm. a positive space. And I mean, it's a birthing room, you know, it's a big room. It's a cold, blustery day out there. Um, it's a hospital and they, they make the best they can. And I mean, Constantinburg has a beautiful hospital, I must be fair beautiful birthing rooms in there, big bath that we never used. Um, <laughs> the birthing ball we did use, um, not very long. 
Um, but um, yeah, um, the space was was not, it's not your home, you know, it's not a home space, it's a hospital. But just by the people that were in the room making all that difference. And then Corbs kept massaging my lower back and he kept doing the affirmations with me and he kept leaning over me and saying, you can do this, you know, you can do this, your body can do this, you can do this. And, um, you know, I kept reminding myself, my cervix is opening, I'm relaxing, my cervix is opening, I'm relaxing. And, you know, then I, um, I said, okay, you know what, it's too sore now, I want the drugs. Mm-hmm. I want the drugs because I had decided I wanted a natural vaginal birth with no pain relief. That's what we wanted. And, you know, we wanted candles and a calm atmosphere and I wanted to... Um, labor in the bath and I wanted music and I want doesn't get my mother's always told me (laughs) and um, yeah what I got was a very healthy little boy who's just woken up (laughs) what I got was a very healthy little boy and I got the support of my husband and I had the right mindset Um, and I think you know I did get a vaginal birth with no pain relief um, because my mind was in the right place. My body was in a hell of a lot of pain. Um, scale of one to 500, definitely 510. <laughs> um, but our birth progressed really quickly because the midwife thought that I was 10 centimeters dilated. Um, so we went straight to the birthing room and the doctor arrived and she said, no, you're only mm-hmm. three centimeters dilated mm-hmm. because he was um, sort of back against my back. Um, he was in a posterior position. So his head was right against my cervix. So what it does is it makes the cervix really thin and the lining really thin. So when the midwife felt, she thought that I was dilated, but I I wasn't fully dilated yet. And the doctor went, oh, no, no, we've still got lots of time. Um, I didn't feel like we had lots of time. Um, (laughs) No, we got lots of time. Um, You know, it's only, I think at that stage, it was about 7.30 in the morning. Um, We've got hours ahead of us still girl, you're going to have to hunker down and, you know, go and bear it. I'll be back later, you know? And so the doctor said she'll, she'll come back and um, we're just going to have to labor through this. And I thought, oh, okay, time for candles and things. Cause you know, it comes and goes. And then I had these pockets of, oh, okay, it's not so bad. I can, you know, I'm all right. This isn't so bad. <laughs> you know, this is easy. And, um, and then the next thing, the pain came big time and I didn't want the birthing ball and I didn't want to be on all fours on the floor anymore and standing up wasn't working and lying on my side was probably the most comfortable I was, um, probably because he was in that posterior position. So being off my back, any pressure off my back was helping. Um, and I said to Corbin, this baby's coming. And mm-hmm. so the midwife said, she kept checking the machine to check his heart rate and you know check the contractions. She said, no, these are big. These are really big. Okay. And she said to the doctor, don't leave. You can't leave. Come back. And the doctor said, okay, never mind. He's coming. And I went, okay, but what about the pain relief that I asked for? And she says, sorry, girl, too late. (laughs) (laughs) And I was, oh, okay. All right. I can do this again. I can do this again. (laughs) So you're up and down and all over the place. And um, they did bring the Intanox. And I remember from the relaxants of birth course, Charlene said, big, deep breaths and hold. So I get Corbin's going big, deep breaths. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> short breaths is going, no, deep breaths. You get deep breaths to relax yourself. And it's true. The more I relaxed into it, the easier it became. And then I was on what they call planet Intanox every now and then. <laughs> I was sort of gaga, just still sore. And then um, Liz said, okay, no more Intanox. Now it's time to push. You've got to push now. You've got to come off the Intanox. No more time. 
and um, I could feel everything. And she was gently pressing my tummy to try and get him to turn around because we needed him to try and flip a little bit because obviously with his back against my back, he wasn't in the sort of right position for, you know, an easy entry. Mm -hmm. And um, the doctor came and she said to me, okay. And she had this incredibly stern look on her face and she's, she's quite an honest doctor and I love her honesty. Um, but she's always, you know, she'll say to, you know, this is how it should be or shouldn't be or whatever. And, you know, she's brutally, brutally honest. Um, when she tells you about grips and tears and things, there's, no candy coating it, she's honest. So we knew what to expect and that's great because you want to know, you know, well, that's how we are, we want to know. Um, and she said to me, all right, this boy's coming, now listen to me. And she sort of like stared me down and she said, listen to me, no screaming, no holding your breath, listen to what I tell you. And I was like, okay, I'm listening. <laughs> and she said, grab your legs and I grabbed my legs and she said, I'm gonna tell you when, and you take a big deep breath and you hold and you don't breathe out and you push. And I'm like, okay, I'm listening now. Um, no more screaming, <laughs> I promise I'll listen. And uh, we did. That's exactly what you sounded like when you were born. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, we pushed and he came. And um, the doctor said to me, right, Caitlin, look down, look down, give me your hands, give me your hands, you're going to catch him. And, um, oh, <laughs> I did. I caught him. Out he came. And um, for all the things that happened in that room and for all the craziness, she, um, she gave me everything I wanted. Um, maybe, I, you know, she gave me the... the <laughs> The pain, the pain medication free birth. Um, maybe not because of her choices, <laughs> but because of the fact that he wanted to come. But she let me catch my baby. Um, and she did the delay cord clamping that we asked for. And I got to cut the cord. Yeah, she mm. called Corbin, she said, all right, Corbin, come cut the cord. Mm -hmm. And um, she, she gave us everything we asked for, despite everything that had happened. Um, and um, they... Um, latched he latched almost immediately so he was on my chest within seconds and um liz the midwife she um helped him latch quickly and we had skin to skin time um yeah it was amazing it was really really incredible um and i honestly feel that the relax into birth course is what got us through because we had we didn't use all the tools. We didn't use everything we were supposed to be using. <laughs> we didn't remember everything. We remembered what we could and we applied it. Boy, did we apply it to <laughs> the things we remembered. Um, but it gave, us, it gave us the confidence that we needed and it gave me the confidence I needed to know that I could do it. And that's the biggest thing is just remembering and reminding myself. And I could hear Charlene's voice all the time. You know, I could hear the soft, gentle voice in the back of my head reminding me that I was built for this. Um, yeah, and Corbs was an incredible doula dad. He was a really good doula dad. Um, he created a safe space for little Bean and I, um, and he was supportive, and he never left my side. Never. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's perfect, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for your time and um, for, for everything you've said and for your wonderful story.
I'm so glad how it, how it turned out and how wonderfully, you know, how quick it was as well. Intense. It was really quick. Very, very, very. The next one is going to be faster, hey? Yeah. (laughs) You might as well. (laughs) Ten, ten, ten or three, I think. No, nine, nine fifty-nine. Oh yes, nine fifty-nine. Yeah. Yeah, just before. Your next one will come on Ocarpsevach. If you, if you. That's what you're planning for. Next one. (laughs) Play some (laughs) good. Wow. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. But thank yeah. you to yeah. you, Thank you for the, for the input. The yeah. Yeah. Thank you for all the time and effort because I think there's a lot of time and a lot of effort and love that went into what you've created. Thank uh, you. And we would love to band with you in person. Mm. But yeah. I think that given the you know, times mm. that we're in, it was amazing yeah. for us. And I think, I think what's really nice is that if you, know, if you aren't in Cape Town or whatever and can't do the course in person it gives people the opportunity um to be able to do the course from anywhere because whatever you take out of it you may not take everything but there is something in there for everyone there really is um yeah mm. um, i'm very glad that we did what we did because otherwise i think i might have been a neurotic mess <laughs> which we weren't um and haven't been since and he yeah. isn't either he's a very good boy so the atmosphere you bring him in the world into the world into is also something that stands out for us i mean and i've stolen it a hundred times is you always say Earthside. you say that the baby's are Earthside, and we absolutely we love that we really <laughs> love that um we always say you know we've we've picked up on that as well and we say to people you know he came Earthside early or you know um, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful term. Cool. Great. Okay, we'll chat Thank soon. Thank you so much. We'll chat soon. Thank you so Thanks much. So much. Bye. You Thanks. too. Bye. Stay warm. Bye. Yes, you too. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>